not raised in this. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, when I got to hear the truth, um, and uh, I, like I said, I was searching, and uh, the Lord had opened up, uh, made a way for me to come to an apostolic church for the first time, and I got to hear the one God message. I got to hear about baptism in Jesus' name and filling with the Holy Ghost. And you know, when that spirit dwells within us, that's when we're the body of Christ. Amen? Because it says, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That spirit dwells in us. We're a part of the body of Christ, and being a part of the body of the Christ, like I said, we need to be about our Lord's business. Amen? Praise God. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 27, if you haven't. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Each of us are members in particular. Now they're not all a Ken Anderson. They're not all, thank God. <laughs> and they're not all a Kathy Runkle or Sister, Play, uh, Sister Finch. I tell you what, uh, you two are uh, some of the greatest saints that I know. And uh, I tell you, I glean from you and learn from you. And uh, uh, Sister Connie teaches uh, a nursing home ministry, and she's been in the ministry for 50, 60 years. And she's always got wisdom coming from her. And I tell you what, you get around her, that's good stuff. But we all have the Spirit of the Lord living inside of us, leading us, guiding us, directing us. And we don't know who we're going to come in contact with each and every day. But when we come in contact, the Lord wants us to be that witness for him. Amen? Amen. It says, if we are the body, are his arms reaching? Are his hands healing? Are his words teaching? Are his feet going? Love not showing them there is a way. And I'll tell you what, we can show others, we can lead them to Jesus Christ. And not when I was, before I became a, 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 a Pentecostal, I was a, a good Christian. I felt I was a good Christian, and I was raised a Christian, but I never had that personal relationship with him that I knew I could have once his spirit lives inside of me. And once I had that personal relationship with him, it's the same thing as a husband and a wife or with your sons or your daughters. There's an intimacy there. And I tell you what, you can have that with the Lord Jesus Christ. The closer we draw to God, it says the closer that he draws to us. We have to make sure that we had the Lord living inside of us, leading us, guiding us, directing us each and every day of our life. I don't know about you, but I need him more today than I did yesterday. I need him more than I did two or three decades ago. I need him more because this coming of the Lord is coming sooner and sooner and sooner. It says teasing laughter. They were talking about the girls with the teasing laughter. Judgmental glasses. And it said Jesus paid too high a price for us to pick and choose who should come. I was so glad when he chose me to come into his marvelous light. I still remember that day like it was yesterday. I still remember the day that I was buried in that name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And I had, was raised Roman Catholic, and I'm nothing to say about that. I tell you what, uh, I was so thankful for what that brought me through. I went to Catholic schools. I was an altar boy. I, had a, uh, I thought I had a strong relationship with Christ, and I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in the Lord. Amen. But I never really knew who he was. But I'll tell you what, when I come in contact with him for the first time, and I had a great need in my life, and when I had that contact with him, that individual relationship, my life was forever changed. 
And I tell you what, I want to have more of them more, every single day. I remember Sister Helmuth, when she was in her 90s, she'd be sitting right over there, and she'd say when she testified, Jesus is getting sweeter each and every day. Sweeter and sweeter each and every day. And I want that to be my testimony today, that my walk with the Lord is sweeter and sweeter each and every day. Is it without trouble? No. Is it without trials and tribulation? No. But I tell you what, no matter what I go through, I would much rather go through with him than go through alone. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Everywhere Jesus went with his disciples, he taught them. In his own words in Luke 4, verse 18 through 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Oh, there are so many brokenhearted people in this world today. So many brokenhearted. And Jesus is the way. We can just show them that. Amen. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus was always teaching. He was always preaching. Everything he was doing to his disciples to the, when he was around the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he was always doing an example. He was ministering. And we are the church. We are Christians. That means we are Christ-like. We are supposed to be an ambassador for our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be doing the same thing. We need to be about our Father's business, and we need to show loving care to them. We need to show them the healing virtue of the Holy Ghost. We need to show them that there's a way, and we come in contact every day with people that are hurting. They have no hope, but I tell you what, with Jesus, we have hope. He is my hope. He is my source of joy. He is my source of strength. He walks with me each and every day. Amen. And sometimes I can't walk. You heard that song, Footprints in the Sand, that, that, that song? Sometimes he's carrying me. And there's many a times he had to carry me because I wasn't able to carry myself. But he's always there. He cares. He loves. And he wants each and every one of us. If you're not here tonight and you're listening but I, online, there is, a, there is a God, and his name is Jesus, that was robed in flesh. He came to this world 2,000 years ago for a lost and dying world. And I'll tell you what, I want to tell you that Jesus is real. All you got to do is give him a try. He will make a way. You pray a simple prayer, Lord, draw me closer to you. Help me, Lord, to draw closer to you. Save me. And I'll tell you what, he's going to open up the doors for you. He opened up the doors for me 42 years ago. And I'll tell you what, it was when I prayed that simple prayer, I was introduced to my Jesus in a different light. And he can do that to you as well. And we encourage you to come out to church sometime and uh, like, just give Jesus a chance. It says, arms reaching. Mark 10, 16 says, and he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and he blessed them. Jesus always loved the children. Never, never turned away the children. He always wanted the children. But you know what? We are the children of God. It doesn't matter whether we're 8 or we're 80. We are the children of the Almighty God. And I'll tell you what, His arms are always open for us. Come unto me, the Bible says, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden. And it says, I will give you rest. And I'll tell you what, He is a great God. He is worthy of all of our praise. And he can help you in each and every trial that you, uh, you have in your lives. He's always there. Hands healing. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 3 says, 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. That is such a powerful scripture. That's one of the scriptures in the Bible that I turn to that I love so dearly. He is a healer of our bodies. He bore those stripes upon his body for the healing of the nations, for our healing. He is that, what he suffered on Calvary was not just for me, for, it's for each and every one of us. He suffered for us. And I'll tell you what, it says that he's our healer of all our diseases. We come to him in faith. Have brothers and sisters pray for you. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to take this disease away from me. And then that might only not be the disease of the heart or, or, or the body, but it could be the disease of the mind. Some stinking thinking we may have. Something that's not right up there. Something that creeps in and gets a hold of you. But I tell you what, we give it to Jesus. Say, Lord, heal my mind. Heal my mind, Lord. Help me, Lord, to be where I need to be with you. I know you can do it. There's nothing too hard for you. When he, can, when he raised Lazarus, when he raised the dead, healing, he was all the time, he was healing the blind, the mute, the lame. He was always working, and he passed that on to his disciples. You read about it in the book of Acts. You read about it in, in, in uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Paul, and the epistles. There was always healing going on. Wherever Jesus was, there was healing taking place. Always. And we as a church have to believe in the 21st century that we can't let this thing get watered down. We believe that he can do anything. we got to walk by faith, not by sight, and say, Lord, I trust in you. You heal. You touch. You mend the brokenhearted. You mend the broken in spirit. You do, Lord, what you need to do in Jesus' precious name. There are so many benefits that we have being a Christian. I taught a message one time on an hour message just on the benefits of being a Christian. Oh, I'm telling you, you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you don't come to him just for the benefits. You come to him because he is Lord and he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our best that we have for him. And I'll tell you what, he will take what we have, he'll bless it, multiply it, and use it for his glory. He'll send us out into the fields to be a witness for him. Amen? That's what the church is all about, to be a witness to the lost, that he is real, and there is a God that can save, and his name is Jesus Christ. Words teaching. Matthew, St. Matthew, chapter 5, verse 1 through 2. And seeing the multitude, he went up into the mountain. And when he was uh, uh, set, his disciples came to him, and he opened up his mouth, and he taught them, saying, Jesus was always teaching. He was always ministering. That's what we should be doing. Parents, we need to be a witness to our children. When we are talking, I was talking to a church just a few weeks ago, and I was talking about little eyes are always watching, little ears are always listening. Case in point, I remember back 40, well, it had been 30, 37 years ago, uh, Ryan was, uh, we were up at my brother's house, and I told him we didn't watch any kind of movies with swearing and stuff in it. And he says, ah, that's nothing. He says, it's in the world everywhere. I says, but we don't show our kids. Ryan was only this tall. He was two or three years old. And uh, he had a movie on, and they took the Lord's name in vain. And Ryan was over here, not even listening to the TV. Next thing you know, the word come out of his mouth. 
And I said, case in point, they're listening. They're hearing. I said, we have to be careful what we teach our children, what we let them see here. Parents, we need to be sure that if you have an argument or a disagreement, that we don't do it in front of our children. I was so thankful for our pastor when he was talking about him and Sister Stephanie when they had a disagreement that they would take it outside. They wouldn't do it in front of their kids. That's good teaching. We can't let those little ears hear it. Our little eyes see it. we got to be about our Lord's business. Amen. We should have let our words be teaching them. We should let our actions be teaching the right way to do things. You see someone on the street and you want to maybe give them uh, an offering or uh, a few dollars for something, I know a lot of people will say, well, they're just going to spend it on maybe cigarettes or, or something that they shouldn't. But I tell you what, you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart. And when you do it out of the goodness of your heart, whatever happens with it, happens with it. But I tell you what, that's an example to your kids. My kids have seen that had happened many a times, and they've asked me why I do it. I says, because it says, when you do it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. And we have to be, like I said, we have to uh, set a good example for them. And hopefully, the Bible says, when they were old, when they get old, they will not depart from it. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Uh, feet going. Romans 10.15 says, and how shall they te uh, preach except they be sent? As it is written, how sweet, praise the Lord, how, uh, <clears throat> unless they be sent, okay, uh, uh, God, lost my track here. Uh, as it is written, how, uh, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good joy. We can go. We can be witnesses in our city, in our schools, at our workplace, in the grocery stores, Hardings, like Brother Jerry works at. Give me back there. I'm sure he's a witness back there in the meat market when he's cutting meat. Just be a witness in the light. We've got to be a witness where, wherever we go. But I'll tell you what, what we also do is if we can't go, we can support ministries like we had up on our board up here. We can support ministries that are going. Missionaries overseas, home missionaries. We had the capability of our feet always going by doing for others. Amen. And like I said, we got to keep in mind that we are in the last days. How many believe we're in the last days? I believe we are. Uh, I was just out here the other night in the vestibule. Uh, I had stopped by to do a little few things at the church. And uh, I was busy. And I had a tight schedule. And I had a buddy that I hadn't talked to in a while. And I sat down out there and we talked for about 15, 20 minutes. He was long-winded. But he was sharing, and as he was sharing, I could tell he was starting to get broken up. He had needs in his life. He says, Ken, I'm so sorry to lay this all on you. I says, that's what the church is all about. I'm your brother. I could be your sister. You know, a sister, I says, just talk. And I said, Jesus is in control. And as we were talking, he was saying, I believe Jesus is coming soon. And I said, he's a Catholic boy. And I said, Joe. I believe Jesus is coming soon, too. Even knocking, even knocking at the door, he is coming so soon. But we have to be ready, first of all, in our lives, and then we have to go and teach others, preach to others, be an example of a believer to others. Love not showing them there is a way. 1 John 4, 8, and the NIV says, Whosoever, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. That's a simple scripture. God is love. And I'll tell you what, when you get hold of the Spirit of the Lord coming into your life, 
You have more love than you've ever been able to show. Uh, I had Bible studies with folks, and they said that they didn't want to take their love from their children. They felt guilty and given it to, to the Lord. And I says, you give your love to Jesus Christ, and he'll give you more love for your kids than you ever dreamed you could have. I says, it's the capacity that he gives us through love. We learn what love is all about because we learn about God, and God is love. And we have to let that love abound in our hearts during these last days. When you see all the wickedness on TV, you hear about wars and rumors of wars and, and riots and all these things happening, we've got to have a love. We've got to have a love for the lost. That's not them usually. It's the devil making them do that, stirring them up to do something else. But God is love, and we have to let that love shine through us. Amen? It says, this is how the world will know we are his disciples. It's by our love one for another. They will see the love that we have one for another. They'll see the love that we have for their need. Uh, I, I know people that as soon as they get finances, they just pass them out to other folks. And what they're doing is they're just planting seed in the, in the kingdom of God. And uh, we all have that capability. We just have to let the Lord speak to our hearts. And we have to have an attentive ear what he would say. But I'm telling you what, we've got to let that love of Jesus show in our hearts. Amen. I need... I'll confess I need more of the love of Jesus in my heart. And I pray that he gives me more and more love each and every day to show Jesus is living inside of me. Amen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by him. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is our Lord and Savior. He is filled with love. Can you imagine when he suffered and died in Calvary? I mean, that, I mean, it, it, such a horrific thing that happened to him. The Bible says that his visage was marred more than any other man. What that means is his form was marred more than any other man. Now, this is the Lord of God of glory robing himself in flesh. And what were his words, his last words on the cross? He says, our second to last words, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We have got to have that kind of love in us that when we're wronged, we take it. We don't try to retaliate. Uh, I know one of the easiest ways to retaliate when somebody comes against us is with the mouth. The Bible says that no man can tame the tongue. But I'll tell you what, when Jesus comes in, the first thing he takes control of is our tongue. Amen? We speak in that heavenly language. We speak the praises of God. You look through the Gospels and through the book of Acts, when, uh, like you said, they give praise to Jesus when, the, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost. I think of Zechariah and, and Elizabeth when, when they were about to have John the Baptist. And, and uh, it says that when Zechariah uh, was filled with the Holy Ghost, it says he started praising God and lifting his voices unto God. That's what we have to do. That's what happens. The Lord comes in and he takes over our tongues. But the most unruly member of the body, he comes in, and that's what he tames first. And we can be the same, we can let our light shine in this world to others. The Bible says all the law is summed up in the words, love your neighbor as yourself. Who is your neighbor? Anybody you come in contact with. Just have that love of Jesus. Now, I pray that we are harmless, uh, wise as serpents and harmless as doves, but we have to let that love of Jesus shine within us. Amen. 
If we be the church, we have to let the love of Jesus shine in us. Amen? We are the body of Christ. We are His members in particular. We are individuals, but we make up the full body of Christ, the church of the living God. And we need to be about our Lord's business in these the last days. We need to be serving Him with a fervency and a, a, a gladness in our heart. We need to go from this place and be a witness for Him. I, I remember one time, I was. <clears throat> this was right after uh, 911 happened. And uh, I was asked to pray at a, uh, at, at a meeting at City Hall, a, a group of people there. And uh, I remember there was a lady there, uh, a clerk at that time, and, and she says, Ken, how come you're always smiling? As I opened up my mouth, she says, it's Jesus, isn't it? And I says, it is Jesus. Now, was everything rosy in my life to smile? No. But I'll tell you what, Jesus can put a smile on her face when the world says no. He can put a little dance in our step when the devil says you're down and out for the count. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we even ask or think according to the power of his spirit that worketh in us. We've got to let that spirit work in us. Lead us, guide us, direct us. I tell you what, we can have joy, fullness of joy at the Lord when he's living inside of us. Amen? Jesus paid too, much high, too high of a price for us to pick and choose who should come. What he suffered on the cross for us, and what you know, and and when he was telling his disciples, he sent them out by groups of two out into the world. He says, "Go be a witness, be a light, heal the sick, mend the brokenhearted." He says, "Be a witness to the uh, and a light to this lost and dying world." He paid such a price for us. We, in our human forms, in our carnal thinking, or even in our our minds, we don't know who is receptive of the Word of God or not. Have you ever won that? Ah, that person, he'll never accept this. They're talking rah, 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 and, and, you know, their profanities, this and that. There, there's no way. But I'll tell you what, I've seen people like that. I've seen drug, drug addicts come in, laughed at us. I've seen them run from the back of the church right up to the front, sliding on their knees with their hands raised, tears falling from their eyes, just worshiping the Lord. We don't know who God is calling. We don't know who he's knocking on the doors of their heart. We don't know, but he knows. All we got to do is be his hands, his feet, his mouthpiece. Show them the love of Jesus. I'll tell you what, they may laugh, they may walk, but they recognize something different in us, and not just us. I mean, there's great Baptists, there's great Catholics, there's great Christians in all faiths. But I'll tell you what, we all need to be together in, in, in one mind, one, one body, and one spirit. We need to be about our Lord's business. And we don't know when the Lord will lead them from one religion to another, from one truth to another truth. Sometimes the Bible says that it comes little by little. It says in Isaiah, it talks about uh, with stammering and lip and another tongue like talk to my people. And it says it gives you a little bit here, a little bit there. As we can receive it, he gives it to us. And I'll tell you what, I'm so thankful that he's continually giving unto me his word, showing me new things in the word of God, showing me how I should conduct myself, how I should act. And the thing about so great about the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord living in us, is when I do something wrong or if I say something that's not right, there's that still small voice in me that quickens and says, whoops, that wasn't the right thing to say. And uh, Try to correct it as quick as you can and say, I'm sorry for saying that or whatever. 
I'm guilty of it. You're around a bunch of folks. Not saying I'm swearing or doing this or that, but I say something maybe that I shouldn't have said. And the Spirit of the Lord speaks to me. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's a still small voice living inside of us. And it speaks to us, leads us and guides us and directs us. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some would count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So how can we pick and choose when His will is for everyone to come to, it, uh, to Him? Amen? Now, they all won't. We're fortunate enough that when we did, we made that choice, but we don't know who he's talking to, what has happened in their life, how they're responding. We just got to be about our Lord's business and just be his mouthpiece. Do it in love. We don't do it in sarcasm. We don't do it in, hey, I'm better than you. We're better than nobody. We're just, uh, I remember my, my, my buddy, Brother Hamilton, he says, I'm just, I'm just a beggar showing another beggar where to get bread. He says, I'm nobody in particular. Just Jesus has showed me a better way. And I tell you what, we need to show this world, this lost and dying world, that there is a way in Jesus. And if we do it in love, if we do it in compassion, I tell you what, they're going to take notice. When you, when you bring a bag of groceries to somebody, just a bag, a simple bag of groceries to somebody that's in need, they're not going to forget it. They're going to remember what you did. And uh, we're, we're, when we do this unto the least of these, my brethren, we've done it unto me. So let's be about our Lord's business. Saints and friends of God, do you believe the Lord of glory is coming soon? Do you really believe it? If we do, we need to be about our Lord and Savior's business like never before. The Scripture says, look up, the fields are white, ready to harvest. The Bible also says the latter rain shall be greater than the former rain. We, me and you, are the Lord's hands and feet, His mouthpiece, to proclaim the good news, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's be like our Lord, bringing healing and hope to this dying world. And something the Lord gave to me on the way to church tonight. The devil is a master of trickery. And he's been around for a long time. And I'll tell you what, you remember when Michael was disputing about the body of Moses? It talks about it in the Scripture. It says that he wouldn't bring a railing accusation against Satan, he just says, the Lord rebuke thee. I tell you what, in the abundance of words, sometimes there's problems. But what the devil does is he tries two things in particular that I was thinking on the way here. He tries to lull us into a, a, a state of complacency. You just feel so good. You're so happy. Everything's going good. Your church family's so good. The preaching's good. The ministering. All these different things are good. You can get lulled into a sense of complacency. That's a trick of the devil. We have to be content in Jesus Christ, but we have to always have that fervency of the Spirit. What, the, what revival does, revival stirs the Spirit up, not for the others, but for us and us, the saints. It's the catch the fire of the Holy Ghost to us where we can go out and let that fire shed to other people. We've got to be very careful on complacency in our spirit. Uh, that's one thing he told me. And the second thing, we've we, we got to remember. He tries to have us in a point where we forget the past. I know the Bible talks about not laying your hand to the plow. We're not worthy, you know, you're not worthy of that. But we've got to remember where we've come from. 
We've got to remember where we're going to. We've got to remember that we want our kids saved, our wives, our, our husbands. We've got to remember, we got to remember these things. You remember that the hurts that we have, they can be a far distance away. There may be just a scar left from that wound there, but I tell you what, it's there as a reminder of something that happened. And we have to, Satan tries to have us forget about, forget about this great gospel, about this great word of God, about sharing it, teaching home Bible studies, being about his business. That's one of the things the devil doesn't want any more than anything is for us to teach home Bible studies, to be out doing our Lord's business. He tries to, like you said, get us to a point where we don't remember what, what, what we're about. We're about the church. We're about the body of Christ. We're about being about his business. Amen? We've got to be about the business of the Lord. If you truly believe the Lord's coming soon, who would we want to talk to? Who would we want to reach out? As you're standing, just say, tonight was our night. The Lord was coming back at the midnight hour tonight like he did for the children of Israel. Now, they were prepared because it says that they had their sandals on. They had everything. He had them all prepared. But the Bible says he comes in an hour we think not, the Son of Man cometh. If tonight was the night, he's coming back for his church. Or say, tonight's the night, he's coming back for one of us. Car accident, something terrible happening. We don't know. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27, it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this comes the judgment. We have to be ready each and every moment, each and every day. We have to be about our Lord's business. But if he was coming back and you had to midnight, who would you be praying for? Who would you want to see receive this gospel? Is there someone that's been on your heart that the Lord's talked to you to go give him a call? To swing by and see him? To just go by and help him somehow? If the Lord's been talking to your heart, don't be lulled into a place of complacency because he could come back tonight for his church. we got to be living in, a, in, a, in an expectant state that, Jesus, when you come back, I want to be ready. And I've tried to share with everybody, tried to give that love of Jesus to everybody. And uh, we need to be about our Lord's business. Amen? I pray you believe that. I believe he's coming so very, very soon. And I want to be ready. I want to hear those words one day. Well done the good and faithful servant. I want to walk streets of gold. I want to see Jesus. I want to hold to my Lord and Savior. I want to see all the apostles. I want to see family that's up there. I want to make heaven my home. Amen? I pray you want to make heaven your home because I tell you what, there's nothing on this world. I'll bet you if you could talk to somebody that has gone yonder and gone to be with the Lord, for them to come back to this world, doesn't matter how many loved ones there were here, they would probably not want to come back. Once we're in the presence of Almighty God, when you die, I believe your spirit goes back to God who gave it. You're in the presence of Almighty God. And that's going to be a precious, precious time. Amen? Can we all pray in dismissal? Dear Lord, we so love you and appreciate you. I pray, God, that there was something said, Lord, to help someone in, the, in this auditorium or somewhere maybe online, Lord. Help us, Lord, to go from this place but not from your presence. Help us, Lord, to be a light to this lost and dying world. Not through us, Lord, but humbly through your Holy Spirit shining within us. Help us, Lord, to talk to others about their souls, Lord. Help us not to be judgmental. 
Help us not to cast judgmental eyes or, or, or anything, Lord, that's proud and a haughty spirit, but let everything be done with humility, with love, to teach, to pray, to show them that there is a better way, and that way is you, the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen.